The chaos over Twitter continues, but Elon Musk is creating some chaos of his own. And leave it to President Trump, after some really big news, to snatch defeat from the jaws of victory. This is Gene, and you're listening to Dumbasses Talking Politics. Hey, hey, this is Gene. Welcome back to Dumbasses Talking Politics. If you may recognize that uh, my sound sounds a little different, my computer is going to crap. It's time for a new computer. My USB drives are bad, so my mouse isn't working, my microphone isn't working. I don't think it sounds too bad, but I'm going to have to, I think it's time to get a new computer. It's been a while. It's just that, I guess that happens. Okay, well, the Twitter chaos continues. Uh, Twitter and Elon Musk continue to piss off the right people as far as I'm concerned. This is a perfect time for a fledgling, fledgling reporter from Fox News. to cru- Whose name I don't even know. To cruise around Congress and make a bunch of people really uncomfortable. I don't know who she is, uh, but both her interviews, and I use that in quotes because not much is said in them, uh, were te- were really telling, and they did go viral. Here she is in her first little little talk is Elizabeth Wharton talking about Elon Musk, being asked about Elon Musk and Twitter. And you remember, uh, Elon and Chief Liz have had several fights on Twitter, Apparently, Elon is the only billionaire that owns a social media platform or any other platform, so she really hates him. But here's here's the confrontation, and then she had to run away because she's so busy doing what? I don't know. They haven't passed anything, and I don't know how long. So here, here she is being asked about uh, Elon Musk and Twitter. Republicans say that um, Democrats are picking on Elon Musk. Elon Musk is doing just fine. But do you think that users have a right to freedom of speech, even if what they're saying is wrong or offensive? I think that one human being should not decide how millions of people communicate with each other. One human being should not be able to go into a dark room by himself and decide, oh, that person gets heard from, that person doesn't. That's not how it should work. Well, I mean... There are a couple problems with what she just said. Well, first off, she never answered the question. I mean, the gal was asking her about free speech, and Liz Warren didn't bother answering that question. But that's not exactly how it's working on Twitter. Again, I'm a subscriber. To, I'm I'm going to be a subscriber. I'm still waiting to get in, but that's not how it's worked. Musk wants everyone to be able to say pretty much anything they want to a point. There are standards. He believes that banning and suspending people should be a last resort. But he is doing it. He suspended Kanye West for posting anti-Semitic material. I don't know if he should have, but he did. I, I, I don't think what Kanye West said was, it was offensive, if you're Jewish. It was offensive, it was anti-Semitic, but it wasn't screaming violence. He did permanently ban Alex Jones. Again, should he have? I don't know what Alex Jones has said, but he thought it was bad enough that Alex Jones shouldn't be allowed on Twitter. And I don't know why she's bitching. Musk is making the determination of what can be said is good, a good thing, because it is really transparent. We know who's doing it. We know it's Musk making the decisions. And by the way, it's not just Musk making the decisions. But Musk is taking a stand. When he brought Trump back on the platform, he made that decision. There's no middleman that you can blame. 
or it was an accident. As far as the billionaire thing, which is something she always does, I mean, what about Facebook, Instagram, the New York Times, the Washington Post, the Wall Street Journal, and other publications and platforms? They're all run by billionaires. Though I got to be honest with you, she probably doesn't like the Wall Street Journal too much because it's run by Rupert Murdoch. But, but the fact is, every company is run by a billionaire. Now, does she like it? Why does, I mean, does she, does she, why does she pick on Twitter? Let's say instead of, I don't know, TikTok. Well, she doesn't pick on it because they let her say whatever she wants and they ban people who don't say. That's why she hates Twitter. That's why she hates the Wall Street Journal. That's why she hates Fox News. I'm also shocked that people are making such a big stink about Twitter. Everyone is forgetting about Apple, who more than who more and more appears to be just a Chinese country, a company controlled by the Chinese uh, Communist Party. During the riots in China, and they're still going on, Apple decided to discontinue their airdrop service in China. Now, this service was used by the Chinese citizens, the people that were protesting, to transfer information outside of China without being blocked or monitored by the CCP. Here is the same Fox News reporter asking Apple CEO Tim Cook, who uses slave labor in China to make your iPhones and iPads, including Uyghur concentration camp prisoners until recently, and about canceling the airdrop and the protesters in China. Listen to what he has to say, which is to say lack of what he has to say. Mr. Cook, do you support the Chinese people's right to protest? Do you have any reaction to the factory workers that were beaten and detained for protesting COVID lockdowns? Do you regret restricting airdrop access that protesters used to evade surveillance from the Chinese government? it's problematic to do business with the communist Chinese party when they suppress human rights? Crickets. Not a word. Yeah, we should worry about Twitter allowing free speech. Maybe we should worry about companies like Apple and TikTok, an actual Chinese company, by the way, that help the tyranny of China and not worry about Elon Musk and Twitter. By the way, Apple is worried about China. They are, at, they are looking for new ways to make their iPhones. They've already said that it's looking like the iPhone might be, the iPhone 15 might be delayed because of supply chain issues, the protests in China, and the fact that uh, the lockdowns over there are making it that they can't make the, the Apple iPhone. So now they're looking at Vietnam, they're looking at Indonesia and places like that to actually make their iPhones. So yeah, they are a little bit worried. But this is, when people sit there and complain about the evils of corporations, this is an example of the evils of corporations. In more Twitter drama, which will probably take us all the way to the end of the podcast, Elon Musk continues to light the world up. On Friday, he released a rather long Twitter thread uh, by a journalist that used to uh, write for Rolling Stone and is not a conservative. He's actually pretty progressive. Uh, Musk sent his findings to this journalist. The journalist went in and wrote out 
all the information from the findings and then sent it back to Musk. Musk went in, confirmed a lot of the stuff just to make sure, and then announced that Friday on Friday, 5 p.m., he's going to release the first Twitter thread about what was going on in Twitter while uh, it was owned by the previous administration. And I got news for you. It is very, very telling. Now, a lot of people don't think, oh, it wasn't that big. Yeah, it was. It was It was a pretty big deal. I'll explain why it was a pretty big deal later on. Okay, now, here's the introduction to the whole thread. What you are about to read is the first installment in a series based upon thousands of internal documents obtained by sources by, uh, obtained by sources at Twitter. What you're about to read is the first, uh, I'm sorry, where are we here? What you're about to read is the first installment in a series based upon thousands of internal documents obtained by sources at Twitter. Uh, I'm sorry, I repeated myself. In an early Earlier, in an early conception, Twitter more than lived up to its mission statement, giving people, quote, the power to create and share ideas and information instantly, without barriers. As time progressed, however, the company was slowly forced to add those barriers. Some, like the first tools for controlling speech, were designed to combat the likes of spam and financial fraudsters. Slowly, over time, Twitter staff, and executives began to find more and more uses for these tools. Outsiders began petitioning the company to manipulate speech as well. First a little, then more often, then constantly. Okay, and then there was 30 additional posts. And um, we're going to go over some of those. Some of those posts I'm just going to read directly from the post. Some of those posts I'm just going to just summarize because they come with long um, threads of information, and you can go in and actually read it if you'd like over on Twitter. But so here's what we got from this: the Biden campaign team was directly involved with what was on Twitter back in 2020, and they were giving definite information that should be censored. Some of the accounts uh, banned, and there is a forensic information that he provided were pro-Republican and anti-Chinese accounts. Forensic information was also provided concerning uh, the accounts of celebrities, especially conservative celebrities. The one specific was James Wood's account, which was suspended directly by request of the DNC. So now, what's disturbing here is that Twitter actually was listening to both the Trump administration and the Biden administration, but the uh, but Musk or but the reporter reported that it was definitely not uh, balanced. Then he placed a a another piece of information that showed just how many people were donating to the Democratic causes and to Republican causes. It was over 98% had actually donated to Democratic causes. So Twitter was an extremely Democratic uh, company. So far, what we have is that Twitter is obviously a blue company. Their 98% of the company is Democratic, radically Democratic, apparently. And the rest is 
whatever it happens to be, probably more neutral, because I got a feeling those people don't stay. Now, manipulation of the 2020 election and the Hunter Biden story. So Twitter took extraordinary steps to suppress the story. They removed links from uh, for links and posting warnings as this story from the New York Post might be quote unsafe end quote. They even went, they even blocked its transmission via direct message, a tool reserved for extreme cases. That those extreme cases include um, a child pornography. Okay, the White House spokesman. Spokeswoman Kaylee McEnany, who is now a Fox contributor, and she was the um, she was the uh, the publicist for Trump. The uh, the represented she used to speak in front of the press for Trump. She was locked out of her account for t- tweeting a link to the story. There was a furious letter sent by the Trump campaign staffer Mike Hahn. He said, "Quote: At least pretend to care for the next twenty days." And you got to remember, the Trump campaign had already been whining, bitching that Twitter was really being very one-sided on what was posted and what was not. This led the public... Okay, now I'm, I'm actually reading this from their Twitter storm. This led the public policy executive, Caroline Storm, Strom, excuse me, to send out a polite WTF, and she is the pol- public policy executive for Twitter, to say... Uh, WTF. Basically, several employees noted that there was tension between the comms and the policy teams. So there was actual problems within Twitter itself. A lot of folks did not think this was a good idea. But the the, uh, policy team had all the power to sit back and stop certain posts from posting, whereas the comms team, they didn't. And all they could do was sit back and try and answer questions. And the problem was they couldn't answer the questions. Strom's note returned the answer that the laptop story had been removed for a violation of the company's hacked material policy. Hacked materials policy. Now, this this also caused a lot of problems because this material, according to the story, was not hacked. This material was this material was on the hard drive of a laptop that Hunter Biden left at a computer repair shop and he abandoned it. So the guy was going to redo it and sell the laptop again. It was his property. Okay, according to the thread, although several resources recalled hearing about a, quote, general warning, end quote, from federal law enforcement that summer, about possible foreign hacks, there's no evidence that I've seen, and this is from uh, Strom, of any government involvement in the laptop story. In fact, that might have been the problem. There was actually proof that the material wasn't hacked, and they said this could be an issue. The decision was made at the highest levels of the company, but without the knowledge of Jack CEO, the current CEO, Jack Dorsey who may not have even been in the country when this was done. The person that did this was the head of legal and policy and trust, Vyaja Gade. She was the one that made the decision. 
In another tweet, quote, they just freelanced it, end quote, is how one former employee characterized the decision. Quote, hacking was the excuse, but within a few hours, pretty much everyone realized this wasn't going to hold, but no one had the guts to reverse it. So continuing on uh, in the next tweet, quote, they said, you can see the confusion in the following lengthy exchange, which ends up including Gade and former trust and safety chief, Yoel Roth. Comms officials, Trenton Kennedy writes, quote, I'm struggling to understand the policy basis for making this as unsafe. Now, little, little thought, Yoel Roth is extremely left wing. As a matter of fact, this weekend, when he was asked about this, he said that the the Trump or the the story, the Hunter Biden story, it was felt it made a lot of the reviewers feel uneasy and uncomfortable, and like there there was danger in this stuff. It's like you got to be kidding me. The thread continues. Several emails were revealed that said that censoring the story was effed up, but they went with it anyway. So just no one had the balls to actually go out and say, hey, we got to stop this thing now. Uh, now, there is an exchange between Democrat Ro Khanna and Gaddy herself, and he worried that this was a First Amendment issue. He had, actually, he had said that, wait a minute, you're kind of violating the First Amendment by not allowing this story through. And then Khanna said, well, even if it is, and he's a Democrat, mind you, I like Ro Khanna. I don't agree with him, but I like Ro Khanna. But he is concerned with the, with the Constitution. He said, even if it was hacked material, that doesn't prevent someone from actually putting the story out. And then he used a case back in the 70s uh, with the new, or I think it was the 40s, actually, with the New York Times leaking, leaking military information about World War II. And the Times was found that, okay, this was stolen property that the New York Times had received, and they had printed it, and the Supreme Court says, well, how they got the material, unless the New York Times is liable for that material, they were the ones that stole it, they can print it. It's the person who stole it you need to go after. And he's saying, you can print the story even if it's hacked materials, and they should be able to, to do this whether or not they liked it. And Gaddy said, yes, but, you know, we still have this, 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 and she couldn't even explain it. They have this policy for hacked materials and they're going to go with it. And they did. Then there was another consulting company called NetChoice, which was in charge mostly of monitoring security, policy, things like that. They were a outside company. They sent an email to Gaddy saying, Quote, this is going to be a bloodbath once investigations begin. Apparently, NetChoice had already gone, uh, Carl Zabo, who was the head of NetChoice, he had gone to a bunch of Republicans and a few Democrats and asked them what they thought. The Democrats, even the Democrats were wondering, well, the story, why is it being blocked outside of the fact it's three weeks before an election? Carl Zabo from uh, NetChoice sent a letter with the attitudes of the lawmakers. And the letter is very 
very interesting, and I'm, I'm going to read this because it is kind of an interesting letter. So what he said was, the Democrats, meanwhile, complain that companies are inept. They let conservatives muddy the water and make the Biden campaign look more cor- look corrupt, even though Biden is innocent. I think we can say now Biden's not innocent. They linked to Hillary Clinton's email scandal. She did nothing wrong because the press wouldn't let the story go. It became a scandal far out of proportion. No, Hillary Clinton and I had a, a, a I had a security clearance and I know a guy who went to prison for for a year because he kept a classified laptop in his car while he went to go have lunch. No, it is a very serious thing to mishandle classified material. So no, this wasn't this wasn't a, 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 a more of a scandal than it was made. Hillary Clinton should have gone to jail. Continuing with the letter, in their mind, social media is doing the same thing. It doesn't moderate harmful content, so when it does, like it did yesterday, it becomes a story. If companies moderated more, conservatives wouldn't even think to use social media for disinformation, misinformation, or otherwise. So, in other words, what the Democrats were saying was that, hey, if you had been blocking this conservative content a long time ago, we wouldn't even trust social conservatives wouldn't even trust social media and this Hunter Biden laptop thing wouldn't have been a, been a big story. So in other words, Twitter didn't do enough God to untap moderation. The Democrats continuing with the letter, the Democrats were in agreement. Social media needs to moderate more because they are corrupting democracy and making all quote truth end quote relative. When pushed on how the government might insist on that, consistent with the First Amendment, they demurred. The First Amendment isn't absolute. I mean, just an incredible letter. I I, I can't believe that this letter is, is was not released a long time ago. The Democrats wanted more moderation of Democratic scandals so they could cover up the scandal. And then if they just cover up another scandal, like with Hunter Biden, it doesn't look like it's a big deal. And what do they mean this First Amendment is not absolute? Since when has it not been absolute? So that was the end of the, the, the Twitter thing. Now, some of the things you, you they really wanted to push out. This was a middle management, middle management problem. The middle management made all the decisions. The CEO didn't know what was going on. Now, this is something really staggering because it's the CEO that's going in front of Congress. And when the CEO is asking questions, he he kind of bubbles around the question, acting like he didn't know the answers. Well, now we found out, according to Elon Musk, he didn't know the answers because people below him, like Gade and Roth, they were making all the decisions without going up to him. I mean, you're going to ban the president of the United States? Maybe the CEO should be led on it. You're going to ban one of the biggest stories, one of the biggest October surprises probably in a, in a few decades, and you don't tell the CEO about it? And people are telling this middle management, you do realize this is going to start investigations, this is going to start Congre- congressional questions 
that people are going to want to know what the hell is going on over in Twitter? You guys just basically threw Jack Dorsey under the bus. And this is one of the reasons, by the way, that Jack Dorsey probably resigned. He lost control of his company. All this time, Jack Dorsey has been pushing for free speech, and it just sounded like BS. Now we're beginning to realize, and when we see uh, uh, Jack Dorsey sit back and, and support Elon Musk like he has been doing, we say, well, it's BS. No, he does support Elon Musk. Yes, he probably does support free speech because he invented Twitter. And Twitter was running like a fine old machine when he was in control, but then his middle management took over. And his middle management, all leftists, decided to do their own thing without even talking to him. <clears throat> now, as a CEO, yeah, you should be fired because of that. Or you should be dismissed because of that. You should know what's going on in your company. Now, I I listened to a Twitter space, and this seemed to be not the majority opinion about the release of these files, but it is out there. I was on a Twitter space, and one of the guys who talked was political commentator Sebastian Gorka. He's a conservative political commentator. You may have seen him on Fox News. He's on Fox News all the time. He writes a lot. I have great amount of respect for him. He said the release of these files was just a big nothing burger. And I he used that term. It is, there's no real evidence here. It really isn't that big of a deal. It's not going to lead to anything. Okay, I disagree with that. I disagree with that completely. I think it is the perfect amount of evidence that we should be seeing at this moment. Now, first things first, why do I think it's important? Because we do have names, we have dates, we have emails. Now, the kicker is there's a lot that they haven't released. Here's the big secret. Just because you delete an email, just because you delete an email box, I'm assuming they're using Exchange Server, the biggest email server platform in the world right now. Yeah, I know you cannot just delete emails and suddenly they're gone forever from that Exchange Server. They're, they're going to be there and they're going to be recoverable. The only one who can clear out a, a mail server like that is the administrator themselves. So no, there's a lot more there. The forensic data clip, again, they left some forensic data cl clips. Yeah, guess what? There's a lot more there that we're not seeing. So this may not look like a big deal at this point, but the reality is, what are they holding back? What are they going to show Congress when the investigations start? And by the way, this 37-part thread, and mind you, six part, seven parts of it was just an introduction and two parts of it was a conclusion, that's enough evidence to start a, an investigation. I also found it kind of neat that Ro Khanna, who I think <coughs> there, are two, there are two trains of thought on Ro Khanna. The first train of thought is Ro Khanna was actually worried about the First Amendment and the First Amendment being violated. The sec That's the one I believe he was worried about the First Amendment being violated. The second train of thought is that he was worried the First Amendment was being violated and Twitter was going to get caught. So in other words, he actually supported what Twitter was doing. I don't buy that. I, I've heard Ro Khanna. I've seen him on very conservative shows. He's actually a constitutionalist. He doesn't believe 
in the same things I believe in, maybe doesn't believe in the same things you believe in, but he is a constitutionalist. So I, I don't believe that's it. But uh, what I found interesting is he didn't send the email to Gade through his government email. He sent it through his Gmail account, an unsecured account that can't be tracked by the government and is private. So he's actually hiding his communications. I think that's one of the more interesting things is that um, if the communications came from a federal government mail server, all that stuff can be dug out and we can prove it and confirm it. But just how many emails came from Google, Gmail? I think that's going to be an interesting story. Now, we're never going to see it from G. We're never going to see it from Google. We can't see it through the government mail. But guess what? We can through the uh, through the Twitter emails. So Twitter can pull up. Doesn't matter if Hillary Clinton was sending stuff to Twitter. If the Biden administration was sending sending stuff to Twitter and they were doing it from their per personal Gmail accounts, guess what? That can be public record. That is business emails from Twitter, and they can publish that stuff. So I think he's wrong here. I think there's a ton here we haven't even seen yet. And by the way, this is only the first Twitter thread they're releasing. They're supposed to be releasing another one this week. My assumption is it's going to be on Friday again. And this one is going to be with um, this guy and with Barry Weiss, who is a conservative. She is not a, she is not a, well, she's a, she's a moderate Dem. She's not really a conservative, but she's pretty conservative. What we also see is the philosophy of free speech when it comes to Twitter employees. These guys do not take free speech very serious. So I disagree with uh, I disagree with Sebastian Gorka. Uh, yes, this isn't a ton of evidence. People aren't going to go to jail. But maybe Elon Musk just hasn't shown us all that evidence yet. Maybe he's waiting. What happens now, we'll have to see. Uh, Republicans barely control the House. They will be able to do investigations in the House. This is why it was so important, but they don't have control of the Senate or the presidency. This is why it was so important that Republicans ball up and start putting in real can real conservative candidates. And, 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 and Herschel Walker's going to lose tomorrow. I have very little doubt he's going to lose tomorrow to this Raphael Warnock is piece of crap senator. Well, I'm sorry, he's not even a senator, reverend, whatever you want to call him. The media has taken two stances on this. They're calling, of course, they're calling Elon Musk a, on Twitter itself. They're calling Elon Musk a racist, a white supremacist, a white nationalist. You got a couple that are saying he's hurting free speech, though I don't quite understand the logic of being transparent as blocking free speech. The outlets like Fox News and other conservative media, of course, are really pumping this thing, as they should. This is a big deal. But all the other outlets, CNN, CNN didn't even publish it on their website. MSNBC, not even talking about it. They're ignoring ABC, NBC, CBS, Reuters, AP. They're all ignoring it. They're just hoping this whole thing just goes away, but it's not going to. Again, Musk is planning another data dump this week, and 
it's a great hey it's a if anything it proves two things what he's doing right now one that Elon Musk is a championship <coughs> champion troll trolling all those because Elon Musk is not a conservative he's not like me he's not a conservative like me not a democrat anymore but he's not conservative and two he's a champion marketer because Twitter was blowing up on Friday, waiting for all these these posts to come out, it went insane. As a matter of fact, they were doing they were running tests on Twitter servers while this whole thing was happening to see if um, to see if the servers could actually handle all the traffic. All right. So once this whole came out, this whole thing came out. You, 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 the reaction from the conservatives that had to be, had to be pointed to. So James Wood, he was interviewed on, um, he, Tucker Carlson on Friday and James Woods felt completely redeemed, completely redeemed. And he said, you know what? I'm going to sue. I'm going to sue people for doing this to me. He goes, Hollywood has already blacklisted me, which they have. Which is too bad because uh, James Wood is a fantastic actor. But yeah, he's been blacklisted. And he said, I'm going to start class action lawsuits. And I don't know against who, probably the DNC. He wants to go after the DOJ. He wants to go after everybody. And apparently today, and I, I don't know who it is, but apparently there was a country, uh, country music star that has decided to, who contacted, um, who contacted James Woods and said, I'm ready to join because he was suspended also. But the one you would expect to want to hear about is Donald Trump. And you would think Donald Trump, this would be the day he tweets. Because everything he had said, everything he had said was true. Well, as usual, Donald Trump snatches defeat from the jaws of victory and Fs the whole thing up. This is one of the reasons why I don't want him to be president. I don't even want him to run. I want him to just go play golf. You're 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 going to be 78 years old in 2024. Go play golf. His age is obviously beginning to show. That's not saying he's getting senile like Joe Biden, but he when you get older you just say stupid things. He has no filter. My dad does the same thing. I think all old people do the same thing. They're all, they feel like they can say anything, and they do. They just go out and say it. Well, he did this too. So this is what he set out on Truth Social, his own social media platform. Uh, so, with the revelation of massive and widespread fraud and deception, of course, massive, widespread fraud and deception is capitalized, in working closely with big tech companies, the DNC, and the Democratic Party, do you throw the presidential election results of 2020 out? and declare the rightful winner? Or do you have a new election? A massive fraud of this type and magnitude allows for the termination of all rules, regulations, and articles, even those found in the Constitution. Our great founders did not want and would not want to condone false and fraudulent elections. Oh my God. The dumbest... This, he is saying, throw out the articles of the Constitution... Because he's lost the election. So either we ignore this and do nothing, or we set him up as the president of the United States. Those are the only two options. 
There is a third option, by the way, that he doesn't bring up. Just hold the election again in 2024. Run again in 2024. You know what Trump should have said? I told you so. And that's, he should have gone on Twitter and just said, I told you so. I told you it would come out. That's all he had to say. And instead, he starts talking about trashing the Constitution. And you can imagine that's what the media ran with. The media started asking Republicans, which is what they do, do you disavow Donald Trump because he, he says we should trash the Constitution? Never asked about the Twitter thread. Never asked how the media was trashing the Constitution or the Biden administration. The media was manipulating an election. Social media was manipulating an election. And that Joe Biden was supporting it and giving them a roadmap on how to do it. No questions on that. And by the way, we can safely say now that the conspiracy theory that the election was manipulated is no longer a conspiracy theory. Now, stolen, I, I won't go so far as to say it's stolen, which means the election results were actually skewed. I, I won't say that. I won't go that far yet. But it does leave kind of an opening in the belief that possibly, why shouldn't we possibly think the election wasn't skewed? Because we know already the Constitution was broken. In in Pennsylvania, they broke the state constitution by mail-in ballots. So we can't necessarily say it wasn't stolen. And this manipulation might say maybe it was. I don't know. I don't know. Right now, I think with the vast number, I mean, we know that 10 to 12 percent of Democrats wouldn't have voted for Joe Biden if they had known about the Hunter laptop story. We know that. The New York Times said that. So we know that's true. But the point is, President Trump, I love his policies. I love his policies. And no, because I do hear this from people. He had nothing to do with January 6th. January 6th was an outlier riot by a bunch of numbskulls. And all of them are in jail right now or have spent time in jail right now. I love President Trump's policies. I hate the guy. Because he doesn't know how to just shut his mouth. And this is why I want DeSantis in 2024. DeSantis knows when to when to jump into battle. And DeSantis knows just when to wait. And just be quiet. He's doing it now. He's proving it right now. All the insults that Trump is throwing at DeSantis' way. Trump had to ease back on because DeSantis is actually an ally. But DeSantis is just like, listen, I'm not going to say anything. Because he knows when to fight the war. All right. Only two stories today. Well, three stories technically. But uh, Twitter is going insane. I think next Monday. And it's pretty. It's a pretty slow news week anyway. Uh, the economy is doing pretty well. Um, in, uh, we actually had a GDP in October of 2.9%. That's good. Um, the unemployment numbers came up. Uh, there are 263,000 new jobs uh, were created. That's good. So, I mean, is that, does that mean Joe Biden is out of the woods? No, but you got to give, you got to give credit where credit is due. Let's see if it stays this way. A lot of people are saying it's not going to, but I mean, you can say easily since October, we actually had positive GDP. That's very possible that we, we had, um, we're, we're not quite in a recession yet. 
So, yay. And 2.9 is not a terrible number. It, it's not a terrible number. But what a lot of people, so good for Joe Biden. Good for Joe Biden. I mean, gas is still way high and he's doing lots of idiotic things that could possibly kill the economy later. But as of right now, no, he's, it's good. He should tout it. We'll have to see how the numbers go in December and January after Christmas, after the new year, when things are going to begin to slow down. We also need to see what's going to happen when people who had all this extra money that the government gave them, what happens when they start running out of that money? So there are, there's good news and there's bad news with the economy. The good news is that it doesn't look like we're quite in a recession yet. That's good. Uh, the bad news is we haven't, economists are still not all that sure. Inflation is still pretty high. The Fed is still going to raise the interest rate, but not quite as high the next at their next meetings. Uh, they're going to raise it 0.5% instead of 0.75%. So uh, we're still, the economy is still way up in the air. We'll have to see how it works out. Okay, if you want to read uh, my show notes and take a look at the Twitter threads, just go to dumbassestalkingpolitics.com. I hope you guys have a great day. This is Gene, and you've listened to Dumbasses Talking Politics.